And welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today, our fantastic and very chic guest is Shireen. Hi, I'm Shireen. So we have to, okay, (laughs) so you used to be our camera op. Yeah. But more than that. The OG. Yeah, the OG. So I feel really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Really? You guys, dreams do come true. <laughs> you can be behind the camera <laughs> shut up. and then you can go in front of the camera. You no, know. no, we did have a glow up of we're no longer in my dirty apartment. Yeah. Well, the, I, I refuse to be on it when you guys were yeah. in the apartment. Yeah, you're like, this yeah. is disgusting. I hate it here. But you also yeah. have your own podcast, which is currently crushing it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's called Ethnically Ambiguous. I host it with my friend Anna. Uh, it's about being ethnically ambiguous. And um, we talk about like Middle Eastern news and issues that don't get covered in the media, like Western media, and just being like minority girls and ch- children of immigrants and just venting. It's like weekly I like therapy. It. I really love it. As soon as you, you listen to it? Yes. As soon as you told me you had a podcast. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. You guys, dreams come true. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you're in really great company. I also well, started listening to uh, 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 the Bon Appetit podcast. And then I also hate listen to, I've gone into hate listening podcasts of people that I don't like and uh-huh. I need to stop. Yeah. Right. That's like, a lot of energy. It is a lot of, I think yeah. I do a lot of negative energy <laughs> coddled up. Um, but yeah, so uh, I feel like, I guess I'll explain to you guys if you're new here, because you already know how this goes, um, but this is our advice podcast, and with our fantastic co-host, producer, superwoman, what else do you want to call yourself today? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I like I'm shirt. just here. Just here. Yeah. I'm just here for a good time. Yeah. Not a Thank long you. time. I like, I like how she's like behind the desk, all professional, and just like almost like interviewing us. It's it yeah. it it like we're a job interview and like we're like yeah. really far away. Really far. <laughs> like That's because I don't like it. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. What is that song from? <laughs> is it a show tune, Aislinn? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Aislinn's here oh, too. No. Do you know what it was? Do you know why? Oh yeah, Aislinn's in the background. I know why it is. Have you ever watched Superfruit? The guys from, two of the guys from yeah. Pentatonics? Yeah. No. So they had like, they did musical Broadway singing of rap songs. And so now I have them singing the musical version oh. of a rap song. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So that's why I thought it was from a musical. What is that from? That's going to bother me. It's I'm a rap song, but I only can yeah. think of it from the musical version. <laughs> Aislinn knows. Just say it. No, well, there's also like a, um, an old rock song. Oh. Oh. So it's taken from a rock song, put into a rap song, and I'm remembering it from Pentatonix doing a musical <laughs> version of that cover. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks. I, also, Melissa, when people do this on podcasts and everyone I'm gets angry. Going. I'm not going to think about anything else until I know. No, neither. Are, all the listeners are going to just be like, this is what it yeah, is. Exactly. Just fucking say it. How do you not know? Well, it's the first thing is from a George Strait song. <laughs> oh, who the yeah. country? Oh, He's a country? country song. Yeah. yeah. He's a country song. He's a country song. A country boy. <laughs> He's a country it's boy. It's also, Shaky according to me. Urban Dictionary, it's in a lot of Tinder bios. Tinder. Uh, <laughs> we're, all, we're all good lyrics a, go to die. <laughs> Big Sean also has oh, a song okay. featuring Drake and Kanye West. Okay, so that's definitely what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. Um, also, it's a phrase that's also, been used. Also, Trooper. <laughs> 
Troopers the Rock's band. Yeah, they have a song as well. Mm. We're here for a good time, not a long time. So it, <laughs> it's, it's a, a popular song. Is it yeah. a new motto? Because I feel like we've <laughs> yeah. said it so many times now. Oh, oh man. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, it's an advice podcast. We are going to listen to your voicemails that you called in with and you left them to us because you have shit going on in your life. And if you are an international listener, uh, then you emailed us, not you emailed us, and audiophile at meganpodcast.gmail.com. Um, so. I didn't say the phone number, did I? Nope. Okay, great. If you want to call in for a future episode, 310-694-0976. Your eyes are um, open. I know. I've improved. She's she's evolved. Oh my God. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a dream. (laughs) Look at her. She does it with her eyes open. No, not even that. Like, to all you out there, you can... I was behind the camera just <laughs> recording this, not even thinking about the possibility. Oh I'm, so I'm, I'm sorry. Shut up, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I forgot to do my eyebrows today. I was like, I'm not really wearing any makeup today except for the concealer I have on the zit in the middle of my forehead. Oh, yeah. I have. I'm, I'm glad this mic's in my face, honestly. So you Why? can. Your skin looks good. No, there's a, there's a zit like right on my chin. But if I have, I just can't go, I can't lift my face up. <laughs> if I have right here, and if I turn my chin a certain way, it was just like, like, like my, the angle of my jaw was yeah. like, Doop. yeah, it was a cute moment. I just, I just had my period. So, yeah, I'm cute. Shireen does a fun thing on her Instagram called, oh. is it Pimple or Freckle? Freckle or Pimple, <gasps> F4P. It's a series. It's oh, all my that. highlights. Wait, I love that. <laughs> um, I take a picture of my face and I circle all the like weird blemishes that you think are yeah that are not normal and then i give the like it's like a series so it's like <laughs> one photo is just the circles and then i give the audience some time to like oh, think to about pick. what it is and then i reveal <gasps> like Ooh. like the red the reds are usually pimples like i circle red yeah. and then the greens are freckles uh, um or just like unknown objects <laughs> um and yeah it's called freckle or pimple just IG highlights. That's Premium what I use content. for. I love Premium that. Content. I thought I got a new. I like have no. I have like rant like maybe like five freckles all over my entire body, and I thought I got a couple freckles on my face, and I was really excited one day, and turns out I had just uh I had had um like popcorn and little burnt bits had like flown <laughs> up and got stuck to my face. Not freckles. Yeah. It was charred popcorn. So oh. I'm jealous. I wish I had freckles. Well, guys, <laughs> on that note, should we get into the advice? Let's do it. I feel like I'm going to be really cunty today. Hi, Megan. I am 25 years old, and I need some help with my mom. I currently live with my parents because I work two jobs, and I'm in school, and my work actually goes over 40 hours a week. I'm very busy. My mom is on this tangent of I need a boyfriend. I've been single for the past It's been about three years now that I've been out of a very serious relationship. It was a hard relationship. That's besides the point. I'm over it. But my mom seems to think that I need to be in a relationship now. And I've told her on many occasions that I'm just so busy and I have so much on my plate right now that a relationship is not in my mind. And she just isn't listening to me. She really wants to set me up with a guy from work who I have zero interest in and I told her many times I have zero interest in and I don't want to be set up because I'm so busy but she doesn't listen to me and I just don't know how to get through to her that I'm I'm not in the place for a serious relationship right now. I, I get that she's worried about me and she just 
wants me to be happy, but I'm taken care of. I have friends, I have people that I'm taken care of, and I don't tell her that, but I've told her that I'm fine, and she just really keeps wanting me to be in a relationship, and I don't know how to get through to her that that's not in the cards right now. So if you have any advice on this or any tips that you can think of that I can use with her, let me know. I feel like you should just lie. No, no, because then her mom's going to want to meet him. She's no. the kind of mom that's going to be like. Or what if she says that she's dating a couple different people? You know, like, oh, like I've been going out on dates and that kind of thing. I mean, I think I think you should just convince your mom that like it's, you, you you like being on your own. Like independent. you're only 25. Yeah. Wait. And, and if you're I think I mean, my parents are the same, though. So, I mean, they want. They don't understand why I'm always alone. But <laughs> um, I think she'll eventually understand. Like if she sees you being like happy and like flourishing and stuff and um, just tell her that it's on your priority right now to be dep- like, a, I don't know, partnered up, you know? Yeah. I think also you don't have to like, if you don't, obviously maybe lying is not the greatest advice. I can backtrack <laughs> on that. But I mean, maybe as much as like, just don't let this, I don't know. There's sometimes, sometimes there's just, no convincing people something else. Right. And you just need, instead of trying to get her to see it from your point of view, you just need to stop trying to get her to see it from your point of view and stop caring about that. So if she really wants you to date and you say like, okay, for the last time, like I'm really not into that right now. Like I'm really focusing on me. The next time she brings it up, change the subject and like, let her know. Like, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Yeah. Like that's I'm a good point. Good with this. And if you're good with this, I think also if you keep trying to prove her otherwise, she's probably going to just read into that being like, see, she's not happy with that. She's trying so hard to convince me and like she's just like channeling all of that sexual frustration like you don't have to tell her like don't worry mom i'm getting fucked like which it sounds like you are yeah girl (laughs) get it get it or just like fucking yourself um take care of yourself yeah i think you can just like just ignore it and then she'll get over it but i think the more that you talk about it even if it's trying to like defend your life choices she's gonna think that she has the option to talk to you about it but if you tell her like no this is my personal life like you don't have a say in it i'm just gonna do it and then ignore her if she like keeps like calling you and saying that stuff just totally ignore her that's a really good point get used to that's a really good point like don't don't spend so much energy convincing someone of like something they they're they're not going to believe or whatever just live your life and she's ultimately you're I mean obviously she's your mom and you like that relationship and I want it to be good but she's not always right about your own life yeah you know, you know what's good for you and if it's not being a relationship right now then I mean I've never even had a real relationship and I'm okay no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> I'm sorry I'm okay no okay. I think it's just kind of a dated perspective that she yeah. has and I think that the best way to show exactly what you're saying, the best way to show that you don't need a relationship is just so, let her see you flourish exactly, and see that happen. And then even if she doesn't like settle down or stop with that, like maybe you have like siblings who are going to start dating mm-hmm. someone. Maybe she's bored. Like oh maybe get her a Netflix subscription. My older sister, club. my older sister getting engaged has been a huge relief for me. <laughs> it, it takes a pressure off. Yeah. You. We're like focusing attention. on her and Great. we're like happy for them. And I'm taking their engagement photos. Like I, I have, I have a place in the family and oh, it's yeah. behind the camera <laughs> and what happens when they get married no, then they, then then, pressure I'm, going to, I'm going to prolong this as much as possible because mm-hmm. they're still both in like medical fellowship so it's oh, going to be at least like two years okay oh, so nice. i have a little bit of time but um yeah hopefully you have siblings that you can just like detract attention away mm-hmm. from and if you don't 
then just ignore it. Yeah. 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 I, um, my mom, same way. So I just started telling her about everybody in my life that has terrible relationships. I it's like, that. I am flourishing. Like my yeah. life is great. Do you want mm-hmm. me to be like Betty Sue over here? <laughs> whose husband is uh-huh. cheating on her all the yeah. time. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I used to do that when I was in high school, just yeah. like, so my parents wouldn't ask me about the people that I was seeing. Cause I was like seeing like not the people they wanted me to see. And so I would just talk about everybody else's relationships yeah. so much that they would get distracted by that. Yeah. So I say, yeah, fill her time with some other things yeah. and yeah. then she'll eventually get over it. And the more you don't want to talk about it, she's also not going to want to ruin your relationship. She's she, this is coming from a good place from her really wanting you to be happy. And if she sees that the more she asks you about it, the more distance she's creating between you guys, it's not worth it for her. Yeah. I don't think she'll be like, well, if you don't talk to me because you don't have a boyfriend, then we're never going to like, we're not going to yeah. talk anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't see that. She ultimately yeah. like, it's coming from a place of like, care and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and um i don't know uh you, sh- you could also find this video of Cher when she was younger <laughs> being like um she's, she's in an interview and she says yeah my mom was saying like why don't you just go marry a rich man and oh, i yeah, told her i, I am a rich man fuck yes. and i'm like fuck yeah share so find videos f- find videos like that maybe express your opinion better than you can mm-hmm. and like just yeah. send them to even if it's a meme i don't care yeah we're, we're, we're millennial garbage just or make yeah. embrace watch, it like true crime things about like boyfriends or husbands <laughs> who kill their wives and be like look what i'm saving myself yeah. from death yeah yeah, yeah. True. yeah. and you're crushing it you're in school full-time yeah. you've got two jobs who the like, fuck has time for that no. yeah you don't you genuinely yeah. don't Flourish, also baby. you're only 25 yeah. like you have so much time and being by yourself is so important mm-hmm. and I think the best relationships happen when you're not trying, like when you're doing your best, when you're out there killing it and then like it happens naturally. I think that's the like you're already your best self or like becoming that person yeah. and then it happens. It's yeah. not like you're constantly seeking it out because I think that it doesn't really work out the best when it happens that way. So you settle. Yeah. As opposed to being like, yes. I'm great. I'm crushing it. Yeah. I don't need anyone. Then someone's like, I'm also great and I'm exactly. crushing it. I don't need anyone. You're like, you're awesome. We're both awesome. You attract like people when yeah. you're like at that level. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of really shitty guys when I was really <laughs> shitty in college. So, uh, <sighs> okay. On to the next. Good luck, by the way. Yeah. Congrats on school and being smart. Keep and killing jobs. it. Yeah. Keep flourishing. I'm 20 years old. And when I was in high school, I realized I couldn't fit a tampon in. So I went to my gynecologist and she said that I had a microperformant hymen, which means that it's just a really small hymen. I was really nervous about it and insecure because I was like, great, I can't have sex. Well, when I was a freshman in college, I decided to get the surgery to help me with that. And I could insert a tampon, so it worked out fine. But now I'm dating my boyfriend that I've been dating for like eight months and everything's good except we're not able to have sex because I'm still like really tight. I went to the gynecologist about it and she said that I looked normal and everything was fine, which I was hoping that would be a problem. That way I could get it fixed. My boyfriend doesn't pressure me to have sex and he's really supportive. And after we try every time and we can't get it, I just start kind of crying because it makes me insecure and I feel bad that I can't help him out and I feel like it's my fault. But he reassures me that it's not my fault and he really gets upset when I'm upset because, you know, he wants me to be happy and he understands that this isn't my fault and that this is something that we're going to have to work through together. And he's really patient, but I just keep on feeling really guilty about it. And I know I shouldn't, but I just, it's really hard on me because I want him to be able to have 
um, that fulfillment and stuff like that. I mean, we do other stuff, so it's fine, but I just feel really insecure about it still, and I just don't know what to do. I've tried dilators and vibrators and everything like that, and also my boyfriend, I think, is pretty big, so that also contributes to it, and it just makes me really upset. So um, if you have any advice for or maybe encouragement, um, that would be great. Thank you. Oh yeah. I so I had a friend who will not name names, but I had a friend who had the same thing. So she had, yeah. she ended up getting the surgery too. Um and she found that uh I also love when I say friend, it usually is about me. This one's actually not about me. I did a <laughs> lot of I, I did a lot of gymnastics and like falling on the beam. Like I didn't yeah, yeah. girl had no hymen by the time I was having sex. Um but I had a friend who this that was her and like she found out the same way. It's like she was having a really hard time using tampons and went to the doctor, found that out, and then she also did the same thing, waiting a while to have the surgery, started dating someone and was like, I really want to do it. She did it and it took a while for her to be able to have sex because for her it was so much more not like psychosomatic but it was so much more in her head Mm -hmm. of like this like the first time she ever tried like she'd failed so many times that by the time that like everything was fine and she was able to do it like she was psyching herself out because you tense up and it makes it yeah like think about like if you're not even turned on like you're like not wet and then that's already like even if like you have a giant vagina like a giant vagina like that's still not like a yeah it's a wide set vagina Mm -hmm. me and my super tampons yesterday but like (laughs) you don't like even with that that can be a super uncomfortable and like painful but also the second that you start to feel that like your body will be like nope i'm done Mm -hmm. um so i would say like as much as like perseverance and try and try again i think because you went back to the gynecologist and they said everything is looks fine which i totally get the feeling of like you want something to be wrong so you can fix it and not saying that you're the thing that's wrong at all but i think like you guys you need to not be so hard on yourself with this because he's clearly not being hard on you and not upset with you for this at all but knowing that like it isn't an impossible feat. Mm-hmm. And it also like, a, like it's probably going to be quite uncomfortable the first couple of times and then it'll get better. Yeah. Like it's not like vaginas stretch and have babies. Yeah. Like it's a, it's something that can stretch. And as much as like, that sounds awful and terrible and painful, it might be for the first couple of times. And even as somebody who like broke their hymen before they had sex, like the first like three times I had sex, I was like, this is not like, this is just, un- I mean, it wasn't good like for a while because like teenage boys, but it was like physically painful for yeah. a while and uncomfortable until a, your body like understands the response to that. So like you've been a foreplay and you're like mm-hmm. getting warmed up and you're like actually really wanting it. And your body's like yeah. sh- clearly showing that, you know, getting like, yeah hot and bothered um and then like the more that you do it the more comfortable that you'll get but i think if you just try and like wanted this to be a cure-all and a fix thing i think you need to take continue to take baby steps yeah baby steps he sounds like a great partner to Mm -hmm. like be patient with you and it's hard not to feel guilty because like i understand like wanting to give affection and being a giver and like wanting that person to feel fulfillment but um try not to blame yourself i think that's really important because i think that makes it worse for your your because it is psychosomatic mm-hmm. it makes it worse on yourself and your body like when you're trying to do it and you feel guilty or pre- or nervous or whatever um so yeah maybe just be patient with yourself and keep trying and maybe like even like invest in some like water-based lube yeah you know? like um yeah so because again like if you're nervous about it and like scared or blaming yourself you might not be 
your body might not be like open for business. Yeah, no, your body's like, no, we're nervous. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm tapping out early. Yeah. And also if he's big, that's another issue. So I love how she said, I think he's yeah. big, which it, I just it's love cute. that. Yeah. yeah. But not a lot to compare it to, which is great. Yeah. Also, like, even if he's not big, he probably would love that. It's like, well, she doesn't know. Yeah. Like, I'm huge. <laughs> also, no, but he sounds like a good, yeah. a good guy. You know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, also, if you went to the same doctor that did the surgery, maybe try going to a different doctor Ooh, and get a second point. opinion. Yeah. Because they might just be telling you. Because she already did her work. Because they did at the work. Yeah. Wow. That's a really that's good, a good point. point. Yeah. Yeah. She's so smart. You're so smart. But I think focusing so much more on foreplay and also, like, mm-hmm. just in general, I think women especially put so much like importance on like like penetration as like this is sex like and it's really not it's not like it's really not sex like i know people who've never been penetrated but they've have sex regularly like that it's such like a dated way of thinking at about it and you guys you're saying that you guys are pleasuring yourselves and like you're doing all these other things so your sex life isn't necessarily it's not suffering because of this and he's clearly this isn't clear it's clearly not a deal breaker for him and i think like the more insecure and the worse that you feel about this you're not going to be enjoying the other parts of sex like there's some girls who don't like going down on guys and i consider oral sex sex and like if a girl who doesn't want to go down on a guy or a guy who's not going in, I mean I'd be a deal by for me if a guy didn't want to go down on a girl yeah. but like they're in relationships like there are certain things that you want and you need and then there are other things that's yeah. like you know what I signed up for this like this isn't something this is not a deal breaker of mine yeah. and like I'm good moving forward with this and I think you're inheriting blame that he's not putting on you exactly that's a really good way to say it and like it's, and it's this it's this shame that we just yeah it's just as this, women I yeah. think too like mm-hmm. That's what like my vagina for. Yeah, as if we're like responsible for making them come, which is like not the case. Like I think like the same way he's not responsible for making you come. It's like I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but what was I gonna say? I I wanted to bring up something that was in my head. Um oh yeah, just enjoy intimacy. I think for me, our relationship, like it's just the intimacy that goes with that isn't just penetrative sex. It's mm-hmm. like holding each other or like just like the foreplay around all of the other stuff like penetrative sex is part of sex sure but it's not like an end-all be-all you're right it's not like the 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 end of the fucking race like that's what happens it's like and it's also not necessarily constantly mutually beneficial for both people like you're not necessarily missing out on a lot but so just make sure you're also not blaming yourself and enjoying the rest of it Mm -hmm. not thinking like well I, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. Like, I think maybe your brain is taking you out of the good parts mm-hmm. when really you should just be living in, in those moments. And then also, I don't know if you've had talked to the doctor. I know, I mean, as somebody who's terrified of gynecologists, um, there's a look coming from Melissa. <laughs> um, I think like being really honest and saying like, well, my boyfriend and I've been trying, are there any like right. tips or things that I could do? Mm-hmm. Cause they might have some suggestions of things that you could physically be doing to make it better. Like maybe like, I don't even, I'm, I like, will track my cycle to like, make sure I'm not pregnant. But I think there's even times when your body's like more horny and not, right. and like finding those things and making sure that you're going into it. Like, how do I set myself up for like, to be really turned on and be really into this moment and then not like, okay, it's third tonight. We're going to try and like, we're going to try and have penetrative sex. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Just like let it naturally happen. And then if it doesn't happen, don't quit either. Mm -hmm. You know, like don't be like, okay, we're done. We're getting off. We're moving on. Like have him go down on you after that. Go down on him. Like make it so like if it doesn't work and it doesn't happen, that that's not like the end of like Mm -hmm. the sexual experience. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause you'll walk away feeling defeated. But in reality, like 
you won't be defeated because you're mm-hmm. still with the person that you want to be with and yeah. like you're intimate and yeah. i think it's lovely yeah i think it is lovely too and good luck go to a doctor yeah let us know how it goes Melissa's smart she Listen is smart. to her <laughs> do yeah do that <laughs> Genius. Fucking alien <laughs> genius over here. <laughs> On to the next one. I'm 23 years old and I've had a boyfriend for about a year now. I love his family. I love him so much. Um, my issue is that him and his sister, older sister, are super close. Um, they are about two years apart and I have an older brother um he's 10 years older than me and I am not very close with him so I can't really relate to that um his my issue is they are so close that they're super open with their bodies um she will change in front of him bathroom go to the bathroom in front of each other um even talk about boob size and sometimes it just makes me feel uncomfortable um, maybe even a little bit like jealous I guess it's really weird and I was wondering if you can give me any advice I don't know if I'm crazy if they're just super close if they're just like best friends and um, I know being a close sibling you know you're around each other all the time. I don't know. I have all sisters. I know Shireen, you have all sisters. Yeah, I was thinking. I was. I was just thinking. Like, I have two sisters, mm-hmm. and we're like we're both uh, assigned female, like sexually or whatever. And, and I pee in front of them, and mm-hmm. I change in front of them. Uh, but I'm also queer. So, if I ever was with a girl, would she be uncomfortable with me doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, at the Uh same time though, at the same time though, I think coming at it from a straight relationship, it is a little strange because I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to have like a, like a, um, double standard, but it is no, your, your bodies are different. Like, like my sisters and I, we all have boobs. We all have like, we, like we all sit down to pee. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not like, but I think especially if they grew up together so close, like if, if they were always used to changing in front of each other, maybe they shared a room or something like um, maybe they got used to that and maybe they're not aware that for, for you coming at it from the outside, it's so strange to you. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, also a guy that has sisters, I'm sure he talks about like, like, like a guy that has a sister and a mom already he probably has more talk about periods and boob size like growing up that yeah. he didn't like want so maybe that's something else but I think changing in front of each other that's where I find it no yeah and I didn't even think about the double standard because you're right I wouldn't I wouldn't think anything of it if like I was like I don't know if I was yeah if it, if it was like a girl like a queer and like women yeah. changing in front of each other like in siblings but I think the reason why I would think of it differently is just because how different women's brains are right when it comes to like sexual like attraction mm-hmm. and things like that like women don't think with a penis like yeah there's so much more logic and rat. And that's like, just like a fact, like prove it about how women think versus how like male brains work. And 
so this is what I would like the, the reason why I find this weird. I wouldn't necessarily find it as weird if like, let's say like they're on like a camping trip or whatever. Right. And like, they're like, she's like changing and she's like in, like she's changing from her bra to something. And her like brother would probably be like, Oh gross. Ew. Let me turn around in the same room. But like the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. that they change in front of each other means that like, it's not that. Right. And it's not like, He's Oh my saying, God, gross, sister, stop. Like that's fucking nasty. Like, stop it. We're right here. Like, He's not doing that. So you know about it. And like, he's not, you're concerned because he's not grossed out by it. And like, I think, I mean, I don't, what was like, there was like, I mean, I'll say, sure, back to into freakish. Like they like wrote in incest storylines about brothers and sisters. Wait, really? They like wrote it in. They're like, no, we're all like, yeah, no, they're like fucking. Like, why is she so jealous During of him show Life of Derek or whatever? Yes. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Even growing up, I wanted to get together. But they were, there were, were steps siblings, but still. So I think like there's like definitely a weird line there. I don't want to like make it like hella dark or whatever but like there's like i listen to like a lot of true crime and like psychological things and like a lot of like either kids who are like sexually abused tend to have like a weird can have like those not weird not to like i don't want to shame like can have kind of a bond over certain things that can make them just be a lot closer and have a skewed view of what's okay sexually Mm -hmm. um not saying that that's the case there no like just to cover that there might be have been something like that but i think like but it's also like Ugh. when you grow up with someone so close into your age, they kind of define like what the other sex is to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think maybe just explaining to him that like you don't ha- you're you're not you don't relate to that closeness or whatever. And you would just feel more comfortable if I don't know, actually, does that like make you yeah. see, I don't know how to word it's it. Like, so you're not like being annoying. Like, I but I mean, it's normalized for them. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not weird because it's what they've always grown with. Yeah. It's just normal. It's not. I want to know like, what I know exactly plenty, it is. Like, I know plenty of hippies that like change in front of each other and yeah, like, like, like mom and son. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but I think the thing is, is like, if you're feeling, you have to decide of, are you, cause the fact that she's saying that she's feeling jealous that's the part to me. Cause I'm like, it's not like a, like, so I don't have, I've got an, a step, I mean, half brother, but he's like way, way older than me. So we've mm-hmm. never had this kind of relationship, but even my guy friends that I consider to be like my brothers, the times that I've like accidentally changed in front of them, I've scarred them for life. And they like have not been able to look yeah. at me in the eyes and we're not even related. Like the one time Leo saw me like in my, did you see, he might've seen my boobs and he freaked the fuck (laughs) out, literally screamed out loud and ran. The time that Tyler did could not look me in the (laughs) eyes and like had to get on the group chat being like, guys, I just saw Megan's boobs. I'm losing my shit. I feel so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. Like, and that's someone who's like a friend who we consider ourselves like siblings. And so I think like the talking about girls and all that stuff, I don't, I want to know if he had guy friends growing up because if he had guy friends and his sister was like, they were there. And one of his like friends was like, Oh, your sister's hot. He should have then been like, Whoa, stop it. No. And there should have been this divide created at that age of like a, I'm like, he's two years older than his sister or there's a two two years. There's a two year like age difference. There, there was, there had to have been a moment there should have been a moment where his friends or her friend, like something was established that it was like, you know, that's my sister. Right. And then they would have really changed how they acted around each other. Be- just because like you do like kids bathe together when they're little, yeah. like those things. But, but now once, you're like in your twenties. Yeah. Once you get to a teenage age is kind of where that like should be that shift. Yeah. 
And like, it's like the same time when like kids stop, like not all the time, but a lot of time when kids stop kissing their parents on the mouth is when they start to associate those acts sexually with other yeah. people. I still don't like, I mean, I've never, me and my parents never had a kissing on the mouth thing. <laughs> I think it's like something I do not understand. Cause you associate it sexually. Not just that, just don't like mouths. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, but, yeah. Um, that's, 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 that makes sense. But it's also like, uh, I, I've 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 seen sisters be really or like siblings be really protective of their brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, and like especially when a person comes into their life like romantically, and so maybe there's something like that going on, like with her, with the sister. Yeah. Maybe she's just very protective of her brother, and like it comes off like really strange. I don't know. Maybe like yeah, because I think if. I feel like you being uncomfortable can't be that much of a shock, right? Like, no, that's what I mean. Like yeah. there has to be something that they're doing and who's changing in front of who yeah. and under what circumstance. Yeah, and how, how much how, unchanging is going? That, is it like yeah. just down to underwear? Yeah. Or is Cause if it's out? just down to underwear and like she's changing or whatever. And like, is he like turning away, but he's not leaving the room? Yeah. Like, cause that's the kind of stuff that like, I I don't necessarily find super weird if he's yeah. not looking, but like I even have friends who like are men who identify as being gay and then they have like female siblings who also identify as being gay and they don't like watching each other change yeah. and they're not even, they're A siblings and also not attracted to those parts. Right. And they still are like, no, gross, ew. Yeah. So I think like they're just, I there, there has to be a reason why you feel uncomfortable and jealous and like, I don't want to rule out the fact that they might have like an inappropriate sort of relationship. Not I, saying that it crossed over, but who like, who knows? I mean, I, I, Game I of Thrones. I'm, I'm more likely to believe that like, they just like were raised really open mm-hmm. and are very comfortable with each other or whatever. But I still think you need to have like a sit down conversation with only him and like, tell him like, you don't under, like, you don't relate to this. And, um, sometimes it makes me feel uncomfortable when he's like when she also like how many times are you changing in front of yeah. her like I don't understand but like just tell her, tell him like it would make you just explain why you're feeling uncomfortable explain that you and maybe he'll just come back and be like well it's always been like this and then I don't know just make sure you tell him that you're uncomfortable without being like defensive or attacking him just just explain your point of view being like I have I've never been uh, I've, I've never had a relationship like the one that you have with your sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want you to know that I feel uncomfortable sometimes and here's the reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. And I would tread lightly too because that sister, um, that sister brother bond, that's never right. going to go away. Yeah. That's a good point. But you, you could can, be temporary. Yeah, that's what I'm left, saying. A lot yeah. of siblings are protective over yeah. their siblings and can like be detrimental to yeah. a romantic partnership. So, but I think you've got ground to stand on because you also have a brother. Like you have, like you have that same potential of that relationship and you don't have it. But I think exactly that give him, tell him that you feel uncomfortable and don't be attacking or yeah, like or the, judging just, how yeah. the, they've been parented or how they've grown up. Just say like, it just explain makes me uncomfortable. It it, I like, yeah, don't really, it to me. yeah. Like explain this to me because my, my relationship with my brother, I'd call it like very close, but like, these are things that as somebody who has a brother, I would feel a little uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have this, I don't know. Like, I just feel weird about it. And I'd love to like understand more about yeah. it. And then if he, if, if there is no change and he really like comes at you and like, isn't it's like mad or something. Yeah, I think it's like just, a red flag. Just, yeah, I think it's a total red flag and then just move on because like, if it makes you uncomfortable now, it's probably, and he doesn't want to change it. Like it's not worth it to you just don't want it to sound like You don't want it to sound like it's me or her because he'll always choose her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause the, Melissa's right. Like there's a bond that you can never, 
mm-hmm. compete with. But yeah, maybe he just like had no guy friends and he's yeah. going to say this and he's going to be like, oh my God, wait, what do you mean? You're not like this with your brother. And he might panic and feel like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. this is so weird. Like, I yeah. didn't know this was weird. I am I think I'm more likely to give him the benefit of the doubt and just think they're just like, I don't know, just raised a little op- more open than I'm used to. Yeah. Um, Does he change in front, of, in front of his mother too? Yeah. I know Shia, Shia LaBeouf, like him and his mom walk around naked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, there are families where it's just like bodies are not as like, like I don't know, like not shame. Yeah, not, yeah, they're all they're just naked. Which I'm, I would, I'm a self-identified naked person. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be naked in front of anybody. Do not care. Like, yeah. totally fine with it. Um, but like. I don't know. But, like, but see, I, I'm like that too sometimes. And like, I'll change it for my little, my, my, my old sister doesn't really care. My little sister, I'll, I don't realize I'm making her uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, I would, you I, know I'm I mean? very much like that. Where I'm like, oh, uh, other people, I will get naked spray tans in my living room <laughs> and friends will be over. And I'm like, I know we just met. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I think the yeah. first time Aislinn saw me naked, m- m- weeks into knowing her. Yeah, and so that's just like, how I am. Sometimes I don't realize that like, even though I'm not uncomfortable, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't want to see my boobs? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Like, but at the same yeah. time, I wouldn't necessarily like, I don't know. I wouldn't change in front of like, so like my cousins or something yeah, or like, like, or I wouldn't change in front of like, if I felt comfortable changing in front of my guy friends, which I, I totally am, but they're not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But if I was comfortable changing in front of them again, which I am and they were, and let's say I'm changing to broad underwear, not getting totally naked. Oh, yeah. I also wouldn't fucking do that. Like in front of their girlfriend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though I'm like, Oh no, it's just like a totally platonic. Like I want to know how she found out that yes, that happens. Me fucking yeah. too. Like, were they, were they like there? About it, like, were they like, like swimming around in a pool and then they all went to change and she just like stayed or, like the sister yeah. just like was there? And just ch- I don't because know. Like, what's the context? I don't find the bathroom thing is weird. I think it's more just kind of like like them like going to the bathroom in front of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. whatever. One's like, brushing their teeth. Exactly. Especially, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like I grew up sharing rooms all my whole life because we didn't yeah. have a lot of money. And so like... W- I got we got used to training for each other going to the bathroom at the same time even showering together we, we must yeah. do a shower together like just to save water and stuff so my best friend like, and I showered together for years and our yeah. parents were like whoa oh we're like, so I understand easier. bathroom stuff because yeah. you're just like I have to pee you have to wash your hands just like get it over with yeah. so it's like those things are different but I don't know I, I don't think know. yeah I think if you're reading into it and it's making you jealous and uncomfortable even if it's not necessarily coming from his side, maybe it's coming from her side or maybe there is something there. I think you need to say it in a nice way and then trust your gut. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Just like trust how you feel deep down because it's usually not wrong. No, your gut's never, your gut is never, never wrong. And also even if like, that is the truth and there is nothing more there that feeling you have isn't going to go away and it's yeah. not worth it just to keep feeling that feeling yeah. even if like they're like no, no no this is totally this is why yeah even if they're not like fucking incestual as hell yeah. and it feels like that it still feels like that please, please let us update give it us on this yes, one please. i need to I would, know i need to know more about this and how you found out that they were even yeah. doing that and has this happened to anybody else oh yeah maybe it there's has. someone else yeah, you, has called in with a similar call before oh my god Okay. Is it time for a break? Mm-hmm. I'm getting so psychic. I oh. can just count the calls and know when it's time for a break. But no, God, so much has changed since I've been gone. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. guys, we're going to a quick break and then we'll be right back. If there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. 
connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment, and get help at your own time and at your own pace. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist. If for some reason you are not happy with your counselor, though, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Don't blame me with Megan Rinks, listeners. Get a 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com blame. Then simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com blame. Okay, everybody, we are back from our break, and we're going to hop on to some more calls. Hi, Megan. I'm 22 years old, and I'm calling to ask advice on a little situation I have. Um, I've been dating my boyfriend for about a year now, and I started thinking recently about how I used to have experiences with girls and um don't get me wrong I am completely in love with my boyfriend I love him to death but I was wondering if there's a chance that I could be bi and if I am what exactly would be something I could do after that like would I have to tell my boyfriend or like do I just forget about it because I don't plan on being with any girls but I have enjoyed it when I was with one, it's only been one, but uh, I've always been kind of scared to keep experimenting. But uh, yeah, so I don't know what to do, but I think I shouldn't do anything. But I don't know, maybe some advice from you guys would be great. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, I do think you should tell him because I think you should be honest with your partner, but I also think. Like, I remember when I was dating someone pretty regularly, like the closest thing I've had to a relationship, basically, um, I got really terrified because I also like women. And I was like, I'll never be with a woman again. <laughs> like, oh, I'm trapped. And I like kind of self-sabotaged it without even knowing, like, because I was just like waiting for it to end. Or I was just like making excuses to like find threesomes or like, I don't know, like yeah. I was like trying my hardest to be like, I, I still want to be with women. <laughs> um, so I think... Even subconsciously, I think if you don't tell him, I think it'll kind of eat away at you because you're hiding something that you think is like um, detrimental to the relationship. But I think if you tell him that like you've had experiences before that you've enjoyed and you want to be with him, but you just want him to know that like if you guys are going to continue to be intimate, like you want him to just know the whole you, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I do think it's good that <laughs> you're not like me and thinking like, <laughs> you're trapped forever <laughs> uh because i think um i think that's the problem that like if a lot of like queer or bi people come into going into relationships relationships with straight people is that like um you feel like you're only giving them like part of you but i think if you're honest with him and if he understands then that's great if he doesn't understand then he's garbage but i think you should understand yeah, and I, I agree with all of that. I think you don't need to necessarily like read into, I don't know, I, I think like thinking about anybody when you're in a relationship, thinking about other people when you're in a current relationship usually means like you might be feeling trapped mm -hmm. in a little like, oh, do I really want this? Um, but I think if it is just coming from a place of 
I don't feel like he knows all of me. And now I'm like worried that I'm not because I'm not being upfront and honest. Like it's it's going to like implode because I'm not being myself. Yeah. Um, I think like and then also you might tell him and then a couple like months down the road, you might be like, you know what? I'm not totally into you. And maybe you won't even go date a girl after that. You'll date yeah. a guy. But I think like the be- the way to give your relationship like the best shot is to be open and honest mm-hmm. so you're not withholding anything that might like make you self-sabotage your relationship because you're not being honest but at the same time if you don't feel like it's something that's important for him to know and you feel like maybe this is like your mind telling you that you don't want to be with him you also can break up with him and you don't have to tell him that right. like Right. I'm, I'm bad. That's why I'm breaking up with you. Cause it's can also be not the reason why it could be manifesting no. itself in different ways. So I think you need to have like a conversation with yourself with being like, whoever I like, it doesn't matter whether right. what, whatever I want to identify or not identify as, and is the reason why I'm thinking about this because I'm unhappy in this relationship or is it because I don't feel like I'm, I'm so happy in this relationship, but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Cause I don't feel like I'm being totally honest mm-hmm. and then figure out from there. And then I say, if you feel ready, like totally tell him. And again, if he's a good guy, will not give a shit. Yeah. And if he's like a imagine shit one, if it was reversed and if he had an experience with a guy that he enjoyed like I think it would be nice to like share that with each other. I don't know. Like yeah. I think it's like being like, especially. I mean, I don't know how. Did you did you say how long they've been dating? I don't know. I think almost a year, six almost, months. Almost yeah, year. that's that's plenty of time to be that open and honest with each other. I think about talking about, about like yeah, like talking about your past experiences is so important. And I think there is less stigma when it comes to girls and girl like girls and girls mm-hmm. together but like i don't i don't understand like i mean like i don't know it's just annoying but um for whatever reason like i, f- I feel like he should be accepting of it um and just letting letting him know that like you want to be with him if that's the case like you want to be with him and you just want him to know that like you're also figuring out your own sexuality but it has nothing to do with the relationship it's more yeah. just like you're accepting that like oh i've had this experience with a girl and it wasn't nothing to me mm-hmm. you know and i think when people, when you hide something, especially when it's something like about yourself, because you don't want it to hurt your relationship, it's going to hurt it no matter what, because if you're hiding it because you don't want to know if he's going to be accepting, you're going to find out in a way that he talks shit about the same situation with other people. And you're going to be like, you're talking shit about me. You just don't know it. Yeah. So give him the opportunity. And I always say, give people the opportunity to be a good person and be Mm -hmm. the great guy. But if he doesn't, you not telling him doesn't erase that part of you or erase that part of your past. Like he's either going to love you for like for this or like love you regardless of like who you've been with as he should, Mm -hmm. or he's not going to, and him not knowing still means that he like those feelings would still exist. And I think really uh, like putting him aside, like this is an amazing time for you to really like discover yourself and Mm -hmm. like coming to the realization that like this experience that you had with a girl was meaningful to you and like awakened a part of you that you didn't realize was there and realizing maybe you might be by those are like amazing feelings to, to feel but they're also terrifying and i think if you're feeling alone in them like i'm glad you even reached out because it's like brave to do so but um i really hope he's supportive of you if you do decide to tell him because i think it's a very fragile place to be mentally mm-hmm. and um because you think you know yourself your whole life and then you're like well maybe i don't <laughs> psych yeah. yeah um but yeah, I mean, that your life is all about like fucking self-growth and self-improvement. And we all are learning and growing as we go. And so if this is like another development of that, then more power to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
best of luck. Let us know how yeah. it goes. I think it'll go great. Yeah. And if not, fuck him. He's yeah. the worst. If and the, you're if, great. Yeah, exactly. And you can be with every one of you. Yeah. On to the next. Um, I'm 21 years old, and I've been dating my boyfriend basically since, like, freshman year of high school, which I know that there is very long, but we took it really slow, and we just had, like, a thing for a while, and we're really realistic about relationships, and we are now in college, and we're still together, um, so we started having sex when we were about, like, 18 years old, and it's been very good, but the only thing is that I've never orgasmed from sex, like, penis, vagina sex, and so my, well, okay, I've orgasmed from, like, him eating meal, and, like, really, that's all that I've ever orgasmed from, but he usually wants to go, like, just straight into it, and I always need to, like, work up to it, because I feel like if he's going to come, I'm going to, so my question is how do you think that I could help myself in a way? Um, I've like thought about sex toys, but he's not like really into that type of shit. Um, I don't know. I just I can't. I don't want to like scare him or like pulling out like whipping out this huge like a dildo or something. Um, so I guess my question is like what's a, like a, a tame thing that I could do. Um, yeah, because I just, I want to enjoy it without having to constantly be like, yo, dude, go down on me first because I'm not going to do it. Cause, you know. Oh my god. If, she needs yeah. to stop defending him. If you're watching this on YouTube and you saw me like laugh in the middle of that, just know that it was because I knew... I, Melissa had put the past two questions on just for me, I feel like, because she knew <laughs> that I would have... All the questions for every guest are you're tailored You're very tailored. Yeah. Very tailored. Oh, well, <laughs> Melissa's the best. Um, <laughs> I've never had an orgasm. I'm just going to say it outright. Uh, and With some, just ever. ever. Okay. And I'm in my late 20s, and it's kind of like a, a weird thing to like admit, but um, I think it's when it comes to... I think because you guys have, it sounds like you guys are each other's firsts and um, he does not know what he's doing mm -hmm. <laughs> as far as being like a giving lover. He sounds like a very selfish lover and um, only thinking about himself and not realizing like you need more to climax or even like get pleasure out of it. Um, I think, first of all, I think being okay with not orgasming all the time is like the first step. But if it's because of him not reciprocating, then that's another issue entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, he just, he sounds like he needs to like grow the fuck up. It sounds like he's, he's comparing the only thing he's comparing this to is sex in movies. So yeah. it's like, Oh, she can't come from penetrative sex. I've come from penetrative sex one time in my entire life. Yeah. Like once ever, every other time I've come, it's because like if we're in like with a partner, it's like them going down on me or like fingering me or something like that. Like it's like the one time happened. It was yeah. like a rogue experience that I've never even tried to get back to. Like, who's, that's, like, I don't know 
many women no. who do so that the, the idea that he's he's saying like well, what you're like well why can't i come from penetrative sex like women usually can't they can't usually yeah. can't and so he's comparing your sexual experience to like what he sees in porn yeah. and he sees in things that like they're just not accurate in depicting no. this so you're taking on this blame when in reality then the entire aren't like nearly our entire gender would need to take on that blame yeah so i don't want to say that like oh well he should have more sexual experience to understand that but like again to recommend the book she comes first mm-hmm. like there's so and like looping back to like there's so much pressure put on the idea that like penetrative sex is sex and the idea that he wants you to like get off the exact same time the exact same way he's getting off is fucking lazy yeah that's so fucking lazy also like the the pressure that you probably have on yourself to orgasm like i know that i feel that all the time Mm -hmm. like it doesn't make sex fun like it it just makes you in your head and you won't come when you're thinking about it anyway because you're just like that's the whole the whole point of i've heard is that you're you're letting go or like whatever no like (laughs) the first time Um, i ever had an orgasm it was like from masturbating because i was like dating i was like i had had sex with guys had never come yeah and i was like just i knew i was too nervous and i was like well i don't know i'm gonna make a weird face i'm gonna make a weird yeah. fucking sound like i don't know what it's gonna be like and it's like i'm a control freak so i was like no i'm gonna make myself yeah. come first so then i understand this so it's not like going in dark and giving someone else this making it making it feel in my head because i'm like young making it feel like i was giving someone else's yeah. power over something that i didn't really understand or know so i was like i need to experience this first to know what i'm getting that's a like, really good point like know how, what your body likes yeah. like like be with yourself first and know that like like understanding how your body likes to be pleasured is really important and then and, and it sounds like she's like in the, the like you're wanting to bring in toys and bring in these different things if he doesn't want to put forth any effort into you, you being satisfied or something, like, that's a ma- like he sounds insecure and he's just like he wants like his dick to be a fucking golden rod of pleasure that like three pumps yeah. and you're like screaming like right. it's not gonna happen and if he's yeah. not willing to be like okay i hear you i understand that and i also want the most important thing for me here is for you to also have a great time and be pleasured if he's not gonna do that like that's a shitty partner yeah like it's just exactly it's lazy yeah. as fuck he sounds like if if that's the case then he does really sound like a shitty partner and if you have to keep telling him to go down on you then that's also fucking shitty yeah, like, he should be into the fact like he you should be turned on by, he like, should just be going down yeah, on you. Like, like, you shouldn't have to how tell much, him like he, how much pleasure that brings you that's yeah. like i am a huge fan of giving blowjobs because i'm yeah. great at them and i like them not because like i love a dick in my mouth like i like you I'm like just being a giver. the control and I, the pleasure exactly. over somebody else and how much like how great you, you can have someone all else this feel. fucking power all I of the goddamn power it's like one of my biggest pet peeves when like there's a big legion of women that think like it's degrading to give blowjobs. I understand that, sure, but you have so much fucking power. Yeah. There you have a dick You're, in your like, mouth. Their, their most prized possession is like I can under I your can control. bite it yeah. and they would die. Like, yeah. but I won't do that, obviously. But like, the, my point is, as a giving, I, I really like to give love when I'm like in, intimate or whatever, and I enjoy the my partner like reacting to what I'm doing, and a, he, and a good partner would like the reverse also yeah. like he should enjoy going down on you because he knows that he's giving you pleasure the same way that you probably want him to like finish every time yeah. and it's probably and maybe i'm projecting here but like in my sexual experiences because i've never had an orgasm the the end goal is usually my partner's orgasm mm-hmm. and so if that is the case for you guys then he just sounds like he's like 
like the fucking champion of sex. Like he yeah, just like yeah. like the whole the whole point is him finishing all every time, and he's probably getting used to that because you're. It sounds like you're his first sexual experience. Yeah, I have. I've got a guy friend who, um, him and one of his previous girlfriends, not with anymore, but they like she was never coming when they were having sex. And it was like a whole conversation that we had when we were in high school. And he was like petrified of it because he had been with one, he had one other serious girlfriend like earlier in high school and they were each other's first sexual partners. And they both were like early on, were able to get each other both off. And then he went on and dated this other girl later on in high school and she, they weren't, he wasn't able to make her come. And so he struggled with it a ton because it started with like, okay, well, how do I, he automatically is treating it like he treated his ex-girlfriend and things that she liked, but it ate, ate at him away. Mm-hmm. Like there were so many fucking conversations of like him pulling like our female friends being like, so like, what do you like in bed? Yeah. Because like what I'm doing is not working. Yeah. And it was like, it was so important to him to have her, like he was having a hard time getting off because she, he knew that she wasn't. It's like it, then he made, it became so much about her and that pressure that eventually we were all like, just fucking keep trying. Eventually yeah. it's going to happen. That's like my worst fear honestly like i put a lot of pressure on myself because i'm like i'm i'm broken why can't i do this like blah 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 <laughs> like it's really not i just have to be patient with myself and yeah. like i've gotten really close i feel like with partners and by myself but um the the closest time i've gone with a partner was someone that i was very intimate with like had history and also he wasn't just he was like it wasn't just his penis inside me it was actually yeah. fingering yeah. it wasn't like it, like you you won't know what works for you until you fucking try and so i think keep experimenting experimenting with yourself and not with him um if he's not interested in like helping you achieve that then you can move on and find a different better person to be with because i think you'll find with sexual experiences there are lovers out there that will fulfill you more. And he sounds like a dick. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's, it's, it just sounds like a very young mentality. And like, she's only 20. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy. 20. Cause like, I don't, I'm at this point in my, which people have like given me shit before because they're like, well, some girls don't like getting blowjobs. Some guys don't like going to like, great. That's fine. And there are people for everybody. Right. But like, if I went out with a guy and we we're like hooking up and he was like, oh yeah, I don't go down on girls. Like it was so great yeah. to meet you. I'm out. Like that's a deal breaker yeah. for me because like, that's me getting rid of my sexual pleasure with a partner. Like yeah. I can still be able to get myself off, but like if I want to be with a partner and you're not into going down on me. That's great. I, I enjoy giving blowjobs, yeah. but like I'm, if, I want if, it to be equal. Yeah. If there's, if, if he's, you don't have to, I don't know. It's just one of those, if he, if this is like, if he doesn't like doing that and it's not something that he's automatically doing off the bat because he enjoys your pleasure. Like that's the biggest turn on for me. I get the most turned on when like a guy's like losing their shit. Cause you're giving a great, like, but like, yeah. that to me is the biggest turn on in the yeah. world. It's like fuck pantry of sex. Exactly. Yeah, like, I'm like, I'm best. way more turned on yeah. than that within like sexting or anything else because yeah. like you feel so it's just like empowering and sexy and hot. And like, you like that. And if he doesn't have those feelings there, it really sounds like he's just, aiming for an end goal and doesn't want to put the work in. If he doesn't want to put the work in, that's not on you. And it's not like, Oh, I can't come from this. He will eventually learn. If you wake up, he will eventually learn. It'll take maybe five or six girlfriends before he'll be with one girl who's like, yeah, no, it's not just, you haven't just dated a string of women who like need you to go down on them. That's just like a female thing. Yeah. It sounds like he's not counting oral as sex. Yeah. It's just, 
or like the, the, the back and forth of being like, well, if you go, if I'm going down on you, then you have to go down on yeah. me. It's like, well, that's not, it's yeah. not like penetrative sex and then oral sex. Like all of these it's fall under intimacy. sex. Yeah. Yeah. So who, whatever, whoever needs what to get off, if that's the goal and you're not just like fooling around with no goal in mind, which I think is also really important. But like, if the goal here is for both of you to come, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's not like a tit for tat situation. No. Like it's all sex and like whatever you need to get your, you and your partner to get there you should both want the other person to get there. It shouldn't yeah. be like, well, if like we're having penetrative sex and then I'm going down on you, you have to give me a blowjob immediately yeah. after. Like, what is the... It just yeah. sounds like you're... I don't like that it sounds like she was blaming herself a lot yeah. because yeah, I totally fault. I don't want to blame my vagina. And, like, don't yeah. blame your vagina. Then the mm-hmm. rest of us have to blame no, our vagina. I, I mean, I've been there. Like, I've, I've felt a lot of blame for myself and like my inability to like yeah. reach that, whatever it was. But it's not... Like, it makes it worse when you do that. And yeah. I think if he is understanding of you um trying and if he's if it's it's a if it's a one-sided effort then i think it's just very telling of the sexual relationship like if it's a one-sided thing where like you're the one that's like hey i want to try this or like hey like i want to do this and this is important to me or whatever and if he's just like blase about it or whatever Mm -hmm. then I don't know, blase the fuck out of there. Um, I just wanted to end with this, that about 75% of all women never reach orgasms from intercourse alone. Um, That is without the help of sex toys, hands, or tongue, and about 10 to 15% never climax under any circumstance. See? Sad. My life. No, masturbate. She doesn't. You don't masturbate? <laughs> Melissa does too much of Wait, do you not masturbate? It's all out on a podcast. Okay, I listen not to this a podcast. One. Well, so shut up. Come on, you're excited to be here. I thought you were excited to be here. Wait, you don't masturbate? I'm never excited. No. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Not often. I mean, I just like, it just, I get bored. Okay. I'm just I don't think my uh I've also been on like a lot of antidepressants over the years and I think uh, that's fucked up does. my sex drive. It does. Um, is there, is there another call? There's a uh, listener's advice, oh. formerly known as Producer's Corner. Yes. Wait, did you change the title? So yeah. much has changed. You guys. So much has changed. Yeah, yeah, not a lot, too. Yeah. Like, it's like the yeah. same stuff, but like a lot has also changed. Yeah. Um, so it's time for listener's advice. That the, that's the name? For now. For now, that's the name. <laughs> um, so this is where, uh, I'm like, I'm going to need to explain it to you. But if you guys are new listening here or watching here, this is where, uh, other listeners call in with their own advice from previous calls and episodes. Yep. And this is from um, episode 48 with Kat Valdez, the um, original caller. Um, she had a crush on her boyfriend's friend. You remember this? Yes. A little yes, bit. She sent the uh, accidental nude. nude. Yeah, she accidentally accident. sent his, his best friend a nude, which we don't know how Doesn't you do that. Sound like an yeah. accident. Right. So this is somebody that's calling in with similar experience. God, you old fucking homewreckers. <laughs> They're wrecking their own homes. They are though. wrecking their own homes. Yeah. They're literally self-sabotaging. Self-sabotaging. I am calling back about a girl from the episode with Chat who has a crush on her boyfriend's friend and she sent him like half the shoot. Um, so I have some insight on this situation. I was actually in a very similar situation when I was her age. I'm 23 now, so, uh, probably in, like, 2015, 2016. Me and my boyfriend, we were for almost three years at the time, and I got this huge crush on a boy that I worked with. We all worked together, him, my boyfriend, and the boy that I had a crush on, had a crush on my best friend. So I started texting him to try to 
when they didn't work out, I still kept talking to him. And my boyfriend was just, like, you know, real sick this summer. He was on his boy period. And he, like, just never wanted to hang out. He only wanted to play video games. So because I was alone and I felt like I didn't have anybody and this other boy was giving me attention, then I latched onto that attention and I talked to him all the time. I talked to him on the phone. Um, I talked to him behind my boyfriend's back. I was still dating my boyfriend. And he just, like, was there for me when he knew I was upset about my boyfriend. And I think he kind of took advantage of that. And I don't know if that's what happened in her situation, but my advice would be to just cut it off because I didn't cut it off. I never cheated on my boyfriend. We did get in a really big fight over it, almost broke up. We didn't got over it. We're still together. But I would definitely suggest that she cut that relationship off because it's just only going to get more and more toxic, and you're just going to want more and more out of it when you're not getting that from your boyfriend constantly. So I understand where she's coming from, and I understand why it's tempting, but I urge her not to do it because I did it, and it was not good. Don't do it. That's all I have to say. Sorry for giving you a stank face the entire time listening to that. Um, I think it's good advice. I just want to say for anyone listening, including this girl, <laughs> not that I've been your boyfriend, but I have. There's the idea that somebody else can make you like make you insecure. And if you're in a committed and serious relationship that like your partner is the reason why you are straying is not fair. Like you can't make that argument. Oh my God. Don't cry, Megan. Oh God. Ah! No, but just like, uh, no, no, no. We have to change the subject. Someone has to talk. Um, I, I think it's great that you recognize that, uh, you, you made a mistake and like, I'm glad that you have the foresight to be like, don't do it. I made a mistake or whatever, but I do think emotional cheating is still cheating. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure you never like had sex with this person or even like were intimate with them and you're saying that you never cheated but there is cheating involved when you are talking behind your partner's back mm -hmm. when you are doing something that you know they wouldn't want you to do or like the like, fact that you're if you're hiding anything it's because you know yeah. that like there's something to hide and yeah. I think like I think I'm so glad that you guys are together and it never like crossed that line. But just like if anyone else hearing this, like the idea that your boyfriend wasn't giving you enough attention and that, that this doesn't is, mean it was like a, like a, like a pass no. to be like, well, I could get attention somewhere else. Yeah. Like, and it's also like I, we, I always say it's like, you need to give people the benefit of the, you need to give people the opportunity to show that they're a good person. Yeah. And if you're feeling anything in any relationship, like whether even it's like a friendship or a relationship that you're feeling like your needs, your needs aren't being met. The solution there isn't to seek out that validation from somebody else. Like, again, even in friends, if you feel like your friend is being a super shitty listener, have a conversation with them yeah. about that. Don't be like, hey, I'm just not going to talk to you <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to go find another friend yeah. who can fulfill that. Yeah. So I think like, I, while I'm so glad that you guys like your advice is great, like don't do it. It's a total shit situation. Just like you said, I think the thing that everyone should really take away from this is like if it's you're unhappy in a relationship or in any sort of situation and it's not necessary, you don't feel like it's necessarily in your control. The thing you do have control over is letting those people that you've brought into your life that you love and you trust, letting them know yeah. and giving them the chance to like show you that they can improve on that. Yeah. But if you go and seek that from somebody else, the issue there isn't, you didn't do that because like you didn't like, because of your partner, you're doing yeah. that because you didn't want 
you're responsible for your actions. Yeah. And you're responsible. And I hate the idea like, oh, you're responsible for your happiness. Cause like depression, anxiety, all of that stuff. But like, there are things that are under your control. And in order to like grow and mature as a person, like you need to like harness that control and ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. Theme of the episode sexually, you have to ask for what you want as opposed to like trying to find it other ways or like dodge the question because you feel embarrassed or awkward and you feel needy yeah like you just need to straight up ask for what you need open and honest communication it's the only every way to get what fucking you want. time only way to get you yeah. want what you want like you instead of i mean like obviously you, you learn from your mistakes and you, i don't imagine you ever doing it again but um like the next time you feel like your boyfriend is like neglecting you, you can talk to him about it instead yeah. of seeking your own res- like um, validation in different ways. But, but yeah, I emotional cheating is still cheating. Yeah. If, and not, if not, I, I think worse. Yeah. And yeah. I think you got to give like, if someone's being distant, like when I think about it, like friendship wise, the amount of times Asen and I have texted each other being like, I, I'm sorry, are you mad at me? And it's like, Oh my God, no, I'm just having a really bad day. And so like, I thought everyone else was mad at me. Like <laughs> the amount of times that like you can, if you just let things fester so much of the time, when you feel like someone's pulling away or is being distant or doing something else, a maybe, maybe, maybe you had a conversation that like he read too much into something that you said mm-hmm. and has been like taking a non, a nonverbal cue from you thinking that you wanted space, or maybe, he's like dealing with something on his own terms and just isn't doing a good job of that and so then you're internalizing it and making it about you when it's not about you at all yeah like it could be about you it could not be about you but like if you don't tell somebody and have that talk you're never gonna know like i felt like a dick before when i've been like i feel like i'm not getting attention and someone's like you know i've just been like really depressed and like was suicidal recently i was like oh my god i'm so sorry (laughs) like i should have just asked yeah. you about and even though I asked you like I asked you about it like we're, we're able to have that conversation and now you're trying to keep something from me to make me feel better like I think the more that you can just give people the opportunity to be the people be the people that you want them to be yeah and like and even if they are let's just say like they are being lazy in the relationship and they aren't like trying and maybe he did want to play video games all day and like he wasn't being the best partner still not an excuse That's yeah still like, not an excuse don't let like don't don't have that on your karma like yeah. have it like you find out that like that he's just kind of a lazy lazy boyfriend and then be like, Hey, I want to walk away from this situation, not feeling guilty. But like, if you start acting on something in reality, you, you felt like you were acting out, but you ended up taking it to a far where now you're apologizing as opposed exactly. to like him being like, I'm so sorry. That was really shitty of me and you having the power. Yeah. Now he has the power. Yeah. So keep the power, keep the power. Keep more the power. always keep yeah. the mm-hmm. fucking power. Keep the power. Okay. That's our episode guys. I hope you enjoyed. Shireen, plug your shit. Oh, right. I'm Shireen. Um, <laughs> um, you can follow me on things. I have a I have a podcast called Ethically Ambiguous. It's on the House of Forks Network. And um, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere else to podcast, Ethnically Ambiguous. On Twitter, we're on Ethnically Amb, A-M-B. And then on Instagram, we're Ethnically Ambig, A-M-B-I-G. Mm. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Shirohiro, S-H- E-E-R-O-H-E-R-O. And then Twitter, I'm Shireen Y because someone took Shiro Hero. So it's S-H-E-R-E-E-N-W-H-Y. And I'm a filmmaker. And so you can like follow me and all my stuff. And I'm trying to make some more things right now because I have some free time. Um, but yeah. What about your book? And you I have, have a book? And I, yeah, I have a poetry book called <gasps> Dime Piece. Um, cause it's like spans 10 years of like from 16 to 26, like the collection of poems I had from there. So it's kind of like a diary is like chronological. It's on Amazon prime, oh $16 and 66 cents because hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> I'm going to buy that shit. I love yeah. poetry. And, and poetry I, I'm books. making my, I'm making a second one right now, which mm. I think is 
a little bit better than my first because I I have this thing about poetry for me anyway. Like I don't edit and I mm-hmm. put in the shitty ones to like mark my growth, <laughs> even though like a lot of poem, poets that I know like are very like edit, yeah. edit heavy, but I'm not like that. So my second one, it's like 50 pages deep and I'm excited about it. Oh my God. Yeah. So cool. I yeah. love poetry. Me too. I'm also very much not an editor with it. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's like a ther- like a cathartic like yeah. release and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I can never get back into <laughs> like the orgasm. mindset yeah. when I wrote it. Like half the time I'll read it, I'm like, what was I talking about? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to edit this to make it better. Cause I don't know what the fuck I was saying. Yeah. And but, like, I've gotten people, it. like when I was in high school, I had like a a website and I would put my poems on there and I remember someone's finding them one day one day um and terrifying but it's like the emotions I felt then were like there and then I don't feel them anymore yeah it's it's the most cathartic thing that was like literally why I started a tumblr when I was younger like it was just like a Zanga difference, an angel fire. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the time. Oh my God. I wonder if people are too young. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that is. What's a GeoCity? What's that? Yeah. Um, well, if you guys want to be on an upcoming episode of the podcast, you can give us a call at 310-694-0976. And uh, if you're an international listener, you can email us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. These were some great calls. So if you yeah. just take this as like some advice, like if you heard this and we went there, know that we'll go there again if you have mm-hmm. something that you've been afraid yeah. to call in about. And if you do want to be on the podcast also, maybe you can start as a camera up and then... (laughs) 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 Yes, dreams come true. Oh my God, I can't with you. If you guys want to follow Melissa and I, our socials will be down below as well as our website, don'tblameme.show. If you're watching this on YouTube, go subscribe to us on iTunes and go listen to the audio version of the podcast so you can listen to it in your car. And then if you're listening to it in your car in your headphones, then go home and watch the video version so you can watch Shereen get incredibly (laughs) all my Uh, facial expressions also listen on stitcher Stitcher. this is all exciting guys this was fun oh my god i'm so thanks for having me thanks for being here i'm glad i did wear royal blue oh yeah love give me love oh guys you look so good today too everybody go comment she looks very pretty today (laughs) i mean you always look pretty but you look especially pretty today oh my god you have such nice eyelashes okay we can end the episode now bye (laughs) Bye, guys Whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can help you connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule a secure video or phone session, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Don't blame me with Megan Ranks listeners. Get a 10% off their first month with the discount code BLAME. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com slash blame and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network. <laughs>